Welcome to Knives Out Minute. I'm your host, Brian. My guest once again is Emily. Howdy, Emily. Hello. This is minute number 49, which covers from... No, wait. Yes. Dang it. So close. You were so close. I was so sure. I was so sure I was going to get it this time. Which covers from... Because you came on strong in the first one. Minute number 49, which covers from 48 minutes until... Uh, 48 minutes and 59 seconds. I was so good. I even, I had it written down here. And then I was like, wait, do I count one forward or one behind? It's gotta be one behind, right? One forward it wouldn't make any sense. It's the daylight savings of, uh, minute counts. <laughs> um, yes. And in this one, we have a smash cut back to the present. As identifiable by Marta's sweater and hair and general not looking so hot. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, you know, the remember, the memory of uh, her interaction with everybody led to the memory of Ransom storming out, which led to a memory of Harlan, which led to a brief panic attack. Uh, Meg notices her having a panic attack, and uh, she and Fran bring her into the other room, where Fran keeps uh, some pre-rolled weed stashed. Uh, I love that. Yes, it's a really nice thing. It's, it's, she keeps her stash in a little drawer inside a clock because uh, the logic given, who's going to look inside a clock? Which I have to agree with. That's what's kept the Batcave safe all these years. So, you know, yeah. who could say no? Um, I also love the um, angel itself with oh, yeah, the finger yeah. to the mouth. <laughs> that is a lot of, I'm going to say, there's, there's a few things that Ryan Johnson does that if another director did them, I'd be like, okay, well, that's a little on the nose. <laughs> if Zack Snyder uh, had somebody keeping secrets inside a little hidden drawer of a, with, with a statue of an angel going, shh, then I would say, come on, man. If Zack Snyder had that very same angel uh, clock, I'd be impressed. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Maybe for their next movie, Zack Snyder and uh, Ryan Johnson just trade scripts. Oh my god. I would watch those movies, actually. I would. I would watch those movies. We'll see Zack Snyder do a... Uh, you know, listen, I don't... I'm, this is not going to turn into yet another podcast beating up on that guy right now, but I will say this. The dude does have visual flair. Maybe a little yeah. too much. Maybe he likes slow motion a little too much, but, you know, he knows how to compose a shot. So Everybody's got their style. He's got that. Uh, Michael Bay has explosions. Everybody's got their thing. At this point, they cut away from the conversation to show Nana just sort of standing there staring at the... Uh, food while Walt screams, do you want some dinner? In her ear, uh, as she stands there <laughs> utterly ignoring him. Another absolutely wonderful moment from her. It's from this scene, and it's just her ignoring them. But we don't mm -hmm. know if she's ignoring them or not. But I feel like she doesn't in like her own family. And so oh. her playing up the fact that she doesn't have, that she's not all there, it's her way of escaping mm -hmm. them, is what this well, scene there's, feels there's, like. 
Absolutely. Well, because we were talking about uh, yesterday, like her her best scene, like her big scene. There is, of course, one other moment later, which we'll talk about tomorrow when we get into our spoiler space. Yeah. Um, but uh, that is uh, there, there's there's something later which certainly does seem to confirm your theory there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but then at that point, Meg comes up to Walt and uh, says, "You know, did you tell her yet? Maybe now's the time to tell her." So. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out exactly what Marta is being told tomorrow. So, yeah, once again, uh, you know, a little a little bit of sort of uh, having a nice quiet scene here, but with some very nice moments. Uh, you know, the establishment of certain things. The uh, You know, we're watching a mystery movie and somebody just found a hiding place. So, you know. Yeah. That's one of the, one of the things the that says the excitable thing... nerds like me writing down notes. <laughs> the one thing that stood out for me was... Mm-hmm. You have Marta having this panic attack, and the only two people that are helping are, one, the maid, who, Mm -hmm. as the help, would be closer to her, and Meg, whereas everyone else is in the vicinity and can see this happening, and not a single person goes up to her to help her, or even just to see if she's okay. So it's just, like, very interesting, like, power dynamics. Mm -hmm. Because they don't really see her. No. They don't notice her. Yeah, you know, Meg does because they're you know they're a little bit closer in age. You know, obviously not exactly the same age. You know, Meg's still in school and Marta's a you know a nurse, so you know, her age is rather vague. I actually have no idea how old uh, she's supposed she's to be. She's college age, but, so um, I put her like mid yeah, she, early twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, they're 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 roughly peers, certainly more than she is with like Linda and Walt. Absolutely. Um, so that's where uh you know they they have a little bit more of a connection there, which. We'll come up later in another scene in a rather unfortunate way, but, mm. you know, that's that's for other people to discuss. Uh, but, yeah, no, this is a nice thing. I do also like that, um, you know, the uh, they are caring for her, but it is in a kind of, like, not really paying attention to what she's doing kind of way. Because, um, you know... The, the first thing they do is they, they turn away, uh, they get the weed, um, she offers it, and Marta says no, and is like, oh, okay. I know. Like, <laughs> this, was, this, this was my only idea. <laughs> it's like, you well, know? I tried. And this is already lit, so I might as well. <laughs> right? So then she just goes right into it. Um, which is, uh, you know, it's fine. Um, the best character moment in this entire thing is that apparently, while nobody was looking, uh, Great Nana Thrombi ate the entire salmon spread. I love that throwaway line. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> just, somehow people didn't see it happening, and I just, I just like to imagine her just kind of like, just like, scooping it up in one Especially bare hand. Especially because every time we see her, she's not moving. So for her to be like, oh, sneaky she's... about it, and just eat it all... There's, uh, you ever, do you know the TV show Strangers with Candy? Yes. There's the the running gag about her father never moving and just constantly being frozen in a silent scream. <laughs> yeah. That's like almost what they do with Great Nana, that she's always just completely still, but. <laughs> Except for that one time off screen where she was eating a whole platter of salmon. <laughs> Exactly. I love it. It's 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 the kind of joke that's just absolutely because then it forces your brain to imagine it. Right. There's um a similar thing on um uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. There's a character who never talks. Um, but 
every single time other people are talking about him, they make it clear that he never shuts up. (laughs) He never says anything on uh, uh, camera. The the alien makeup didn't even have, like, a moving mouth designed on it initially. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Because he was just supposed to be, like, a back... It's just supposed to be right. Like, you know what Morn was telling me the other day? He was saying that blah, blah, blah. You know, it's it's that kind of, you know, yeah. you take what you know about a character and then you describe them acting differently off camera. And it's, uh, it's fantastic. Um, so our, uh, our Thursday question is about the films of Ryan Johnson. Um, how, uh, how familiar are you with his uh, general directorial work? Not very, actually. I am not really. Ooh, um, right. I know he did the Star Wars movie. I know there's mixed mm-hmm. reactions to it. I don't know why there's mixed reactions to it. That. Well, I mean, you, you know what Star Wars fans are like. You can yeah, that's fair. Take a fair. Guess. That was <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I. I I love it, you know, uh, personally. So, but, and I will say, you know, it's it is a Star Wars movie. You right. know, there there are it is not immune from criticism. I think a lot of the criticism that it gets is because Star Wars fans are being Star Wars fans. Yeah, they're not happy. Regard like I'll go like I went and I saw Rogue One. I'm like, oh, this movie was great because I'm not a mm-hmm. Star Wars person. I went to go see a movie and I enjoyed the movie that I saw. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, everyone yeah, no, else was like. The, rah, 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 rah. So, that's how it sounds. If it's not the exact every single thing that they expect, that's, no, that's completely accurate. (laughs) Um, You know, they got like that. And that's what Johnson did with his uh, Star Wars movies, that he he tried to, like, open up the universe. Right. It was like, he was like, hey, anyone can be a hero. You don't have to be intimately connected to the main characters of the original movies to be important. This person can be nobody, and what makes her important is who she is in herself. And then the next movie comes along, they're like, also, she's the Emperor's granddaughter. Yeah, that's... Okay, so I just looked it up because I forgot which one it was, and it was The Last Jedi, which uh, I yes, enjoyed. Uh, Last Jedi, yeah. And I was... The one thing, like, mm-hmm. so... But this is just me, like, again, as an outsider of the Star Wars thing. It's like, you know, they don't all have to be about the Skywalkers. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Right. I'm going to get and then so much like, hate from people I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you this. This week on my other podcast, we give a negative review to Space Jam. So, you know. Space Jam. Oh, boy. If it you, is if you, the if best If you want to get angry movie. about something. Oh, I love that movie. I, it is not good. That is exactly how I see I, it every single time. As long as you acknowledge that, that's fine. The people that think it's a good movie, those are the people I don't trust. It was literally a bad movie. by just... marketing departments of Warner Brothers. How is that a movie? <laughs> it, is it is a feature-length adaptation of a series of Nike commercials. Oh, God. And I remember those commercials. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And now they're making a second oh, one, which... Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just sure. And LeBron James looks like he's acting. Sure. <laughs> Although he's it's, not, he's from what few things I've seen him in, he's not bad. More than I can say for Michael Jordan. And he's no Michael Jordan. No, you see a train, uh, train wreck. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was very enjoyable in that. I thought. I'm like, okay, um, he's more actor than Michael Jordan yeah. was. Now I will say the plot of the movie is that Don Cheadle is trying to steal LeBron James's Instagram followers. No, it's not. Well, I should say it's not Don Cheadle playing himself. He's playing an evil computer program no, named Algorithm. <laughs> Yeah, um, and somehow basketball stops it, and also the Joker and Pennywise are both in it, and I'm not sure how. 
now I am va- <laughs> see this is one of the reasons why I'm glad that you know now I'm fully vaccinated I can go to movie theaters to watch this in the screens as you're supposed to <laughs> right exactly this is a masterpiece that must be fully appreciated this is you know, the next it's like, Knives Out <laughs> there you go we could watch we could watch Algae Rhythm try to steal uh, social media followers on our TV on HBO Max, but that's like we could also look at a picture of a Van Gogh in a book, you know? You, sometimes you got to go to oh, the museum and see it yourself. Table. <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, so that's 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 in a very roundabout way. Uh, Star Wars. Have you seen his other, uh, specifically his his mystery movies? Uh, I was wondering then, uh, Brick and. Um, the Brothers Bloom, which is not exactly a mystery, but it's certainly mystery adjacent. I have not seen it's... those. I saw um, like half an hour of Looper. But again, mm-hmm. it was like right in the middle, not the middle middle. So I was just not really all that invested into it. Yeah, that's definitely one that you'll want to. Yeah, so that's you'll want to be in like, from well, the beginning because it's got it's like, got an extremely it was convoluted plot. But I hadn't seen the beginning, so I'm like, you know what? I'll come back to this, and it's just one of those that I just have not. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing I will tell you this about Brick and the Brothers Bloom is that like there's one of them that I would recommend to anybody, but. I don't know which one that is. Like <laughs> so you are gu- you're guaranteed to like one of them. Got it. I like I love I love both of them, but I would say anybody would like one of them. Okay. You'll either like both or one or the other. It's entirely oh, possible you might not like one, but yeah, cuz they're they're very different in tone. One of them uh The Brothers Bloom, like I said, it's about con artists, so it's not exactly like a mystery in the same way, and it's very sort of weird and fairy tale-ish and uh it's got it's you know it involves very much like knives out it's got a lot of the beautiful cinematography and like the wild over-the-top type characters whereas brick is this more gritty realistic you know student investigating a death yeah what's interesting Uh, though is like happened at his high school and just looking at his like directing there's mm-hmm. not that many movies. Like, the movies that he's made have been big movies, but it's not a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. Yeah, no, that's all That's all five we've already covered. I've got his, uh, he's the, I've got his complete filmography on Blu-ray for, no, I mean, I like him as a director, obviously, but it's kind of for no particular reason other than, it. oh, it would be fun to have a director's complete filmography on uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, you know, like, that'd mean, ooh, I've got all the Ryan Johnson movies. <laughs> I mean, there's other them. directors I could do that with, like the... <laughs> The guy, who, the guy who directed uh, Coyote Ugly and Kangaroo Jack and nothing else. Oh my god. I, I could get his entire thing, right? <laughs> Talk about you enjoying one of those movies and then there's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, but yeah, no, no, not a lot. And, you know, because he's he's hit it big and he's, he's got a... Did he win the Oscar? Did, no, he just got nominated. Yeah, I don't think he won. Um, because it was, it was, no, it was a Parasite one. Um... Uh, which was fine because everybody was super happy about that. Yep. Um, well. But you know he, he's he's got a well. <laughs> every, every good every good person was super happy about that. Right. Um, but there's there's like there's like shots of like Ryan Johnson like being like so excited to see Bong Joon Ho and you know it's great stuff and and then there's also shots of Bong making his Oscars kiss each other. Um, which is amazing so, you know, and absolutely. I don't. What you I don't want to do. live in a world where he doesn't have two Oscars. Yeah. Right. Exactly. What's the, what's the only thing you can't do with them? Yeah. I mean, you I can't don't do trust that with anybody Grammys. who wins two We're Oscars in one. The horns touch. Yeah. Exactly. It's nothing. I guess you could do it with Emmys. I guess. 
But Emmys. the only other thing is, I would say anybody anybody who wins a Tony and doesn't spin it, I don't trust them either. Nope, Mm-mm. you take yourself too seriously if you don't they... do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But if somebody wins two Oscars in one night and doesn't make them kiss, they're not a person I want to know. Mm-mm. So, uh, but in any event, he does have the um, you know he, he's he's got an Oscar nomination behind him. Uh, he's got like you know his movies tend to be very very well received. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he, he, even his TV work, like, he directed three episodes of Breaking Bad. Uh, like, you know, that that's prestige TV. That is. And so he's, he's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of irons in the fire. Like Breaking Bad, I saw. And so, like, <laughs> mm-hmm, there you go. Um, he's working on, uh, Poker Face you know, right now, but he's got, his next movie is going to be the Knives Out sequel. But then kind of after that, it's like, I don't know where he's going to go. We'll have to see. One of the, the the biggest questions that I had at the uh, at the bookstore was when people would come in and they would ask for the nonfiction section, and I would say, uh, "Well, here's how it goes. Do you see these shelves right behind me that say fiction? Like, yeah. And I say, you see those shelves next to them that say fantasy, science fiction, horror, mystery, and romance? And I say, yeah. And I say, it's literally every other shelf in the store. So ironically enough, I also That's worked at a bookshelf, so, a bookshelf, a bookstore. So <laughs> <laughs> I worked I worked at many bookshelves. <laughs> As you can see, I teach English, but I can't English very good myself, so. So when in doubt, use onomatopoeia. Oh, you froze up again. Oh, nuts. Now I'm oh, getting internet. Go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was basically saying, for somebody who teaches very English, true. I uh, can't English uh, very well. So, yeah, I think that's it for today. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's it for us. We're going to be back with uh, one more minute of uh, horrible party awkwardness. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I remember what's coming up next, and it, it's it's something. It is something. Uh, so that's that. Uh, find us on Twitter at Knives Out Minute, uh, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is you do that kind of thing. Uh, please, Emily, do plug your shows again. Sure, I have the Danny Phantom podcast, uh, Go and Cast, and I have the one that I do with my cousin where we debate fan theories, cousin spiracy theories. Very much looking forward to getting into that, as I have been consistently saying. Uh, and that's that. I will see you tomorrow for uh, more fun Knives Out adventure. Hasta mañana. <laughs>